I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello, hello everybody and welcome, welcome to episode 5 of The Boardroom. Or should it be the episode 5 of The Shareholders Meeting? What an episode we've got to discuss. If you haven't watched it yet, then don't listen to this episode. Hold fire, go and watch the episode because we talk about all of the goings on. And it's not just me, Jamie East. Hello, pleased to meet you. Uh, Sadly, Grace Dent cannot be with us uh, today. She is busy. She's sat in the corner screaming about an imaginary catapult under a chair. So we're going to get her some cranberry juice and some canistan and hopefully she'll be back in action for next week. But I do have, uh, as ever, the maitre d' of the, at the bistro of bullshit himself. It's Mr. Chris Mandel. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I just just had a Tabasco suppository, so I'm raring to go. <laughs> oh my goodness me! Oh, where do we where do we even begin? We were just about to. In fact, we were just about to say um, uh, before we press record, we were just started talking about it. It's just like this felt to me like the closest. This felt to me very Armando Iannucci. This episode did it. It felt like a capsule, kind of like almost like a guest writer kind of like episode. It was. It was for for something that was so funny. Um, it was so stressful, such a stressful episode. What was your kind of take out from it? Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like my first thought was, this is like watching an episode of Veep or something. There's just so much chaos, and it's quite um, controlled. And I think like uh, everybody running around a, a very specific conference suite. And I think one of the moments, you know, there's so much to talk about, but like one of the things where it was particularly stressful for me was they needed to, I think it was Carl was going out to go and do part of the talk, but Logan was in the bathroom. And there was that yeah. sense of like, if you'd got there like 45 seconds ago, this would not be a crisis. And it was such a crisis of people pa- not being in the right place at the right yeah. time or like, 
even the fact that Logan's toilet breaks were like up a flight of stairs and on the, the, the next corridor, you know, it was, it was rather than the sort of like power plays um, by executives, it was like really grounded problems, which I just thought was yeah. like really, it really is stressful. Like it was so stressful to watch, but yeah, one of my, I mean, I say this every week, Jamie, but this was one of my favorite episodes ever. It was so good. It was I, so good. I, yeah. I think, I think you're right. You hit it. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, this episode was surprisingly not about money at all. It was like you say, they were hampered by the bathroom up the stairs, down the corridor on the right. And as Greg put still, and even like someone like Logan being kind of struck down by a UTI just seems so base. If you miss the split second scene right at the beginning where, um, What's Logan's assistant called? Jessica? Is it Jessica? Oh God, there's that the one with the really straight hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Th- who 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 answered the phone with her hair between her ear and the phone? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> to, to the president. Yeah. And but so if you missed if you missed the scene of her walking in with Logan and just it was only like a split second where she handed him his pills and he put them in his inside pocket. Now, I missed that the first time round, so I was slightly bewildered as to what the hell was going on, but it was such a clever piece of, like, little bit of foreshadowing there because, obviously, he then, he had a momentary lapse in memory, which led to Colin not really knowing what pills he was on about, nipping, first of all, he nipped for an Adderall or an Advil, and then a Tylenol mm. a bit later on. Like, so they're just filling him full of, like, the wrong pills. It was just, it was great, but uh, the overall theme that I took away from this was for two and a, two and a half seasons now, we've had to, had to watch Shiv, Kendall, Roman and Connor debate and peacock around about what they would do were their dad not there. Now, very, very quickly, they had to behave as if their dad wasn't there and none of them knew what the fuck to do. They all absolutely shat their pants yeah it, it actually like it, the thing it reminded me most of was actually the apprentice when they have to choose a project manager <laughs> yeah. and nobody wants to be the project manager because if they fail they get the blame but if they win they don't get any praise unless they're project manager and it is this sort of like cursed crown that they have to put on oh God, that's and, such a great you analogy. know as you as your point, yeah, they've talked about they've talked a big game for three years nearly, and it finally comes to it. And the problem is, there's no structure under Logan. There's no hierarchy. Even Jerry, who is technically in charge, they don't want to. Nobody wants to make the wrong decision, or the in case it incurs Logan's wrath. Bear in mind, they're not saying I don't want to make the wrong decision in case it like destroys the company. I don't want to make the wrong decision in case Logan is unhappy. The man that is like doubled over in a urinal with his poor urethra like wrapped in barbed wire like i thought it was such an insight into like nobody knows what to do when he's not there and and there was a similar sort of parallel with sandy and sandy who for for the context on this podcast i'll refer to as sandy senior and sandy junior (laughs) not the one that can talk yeah it's just i don't know i mean it's such a funny such a funny joke but also when they decided that the daughter would also be called sandy they didn't think about those of us who do a podcast every week (laughs) trying to explain what's going on but i just yeah that sort of next generation just being like we can't we're not logan 
we're not a, a sort of superpower. We're like, you know, raised by him, but we don't know how, we don't know his instinct. And talking of instinct, this week it was like, wait, is his instinct like 50% dementia and 50% business sense? Like, is this yeah. whole thing kind of built on a bit of a gamble? And that's where you start, I, you start to think, oh, this is, he's not a genius, actually. He's, he's kind of been, maybe been winging it a lot more than we've realised. Yeah, but I think, I think most business moguls and big people like that, they, they pride themselves on gut feeling and hunches yeah. and, you know, yeah. character and do I like, the, can I face working with the guy every day for 10 years? That kind of thing. Regard, you know, forget kind of Excel spreadsheets and kind of... I guess it's, it's not a science, is it? You know, it's a business, it's different. Even if they'd lost the deal, even if, even if it had fallen through, you know, they were just like, what what would happen if this happens? Well, you just get on with it. Yeah. You know, I've, I've worked for Sky, I've worked for, for, for News UK, I've worked for Murdoch, quite a lot of my, quite, quite an unhealthy portion of my adult life. And I don't believe for us, I was there when he bought MySpace for 868 million (laughs) quid or whatever it was, and then sold it for about 30p and a Kit Kat about a year later. So, you know, that's all done on hunches. Everyone's just wing it. We all know that now we're adults, you know, we're the age now that we remember our parents being and thinking that they had it all sewn up and doing exactly what they're doing. And you realised, holy shit, they didn't have a clue. You know, and I don't believe that Logan Roy is any different to that now. But um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely interesting. I think also just you know we're kind of halfway through the season now, and like they've implied that there's going to maybe be four and a five, and maybe not more beyond that. But the tipping point seems to be like this is all kind of bullshit, and I just think that's really interesting because even I was thinking about this today, like all the because um, I was watching it first thing in the morning, so I was thinking about this all day that like all the big TV shows like Don Draper, like uh, Walter White, like they're inherently really good at what they do. And Succession has the confidence to be like, none of these people are actually skilled in anything. Yeah. They're just rich and they're really mean. Yeah. <laughs> and they're confident and they do what, you know, Logan's done everything with a lot of conviction and that's something that none of his children really have. And I kept thinking that, that like, yeah, they're not, they're not really good at anything. Let's start with the deal. Let's start with, with, with who ended up actually helping in this deal. Because whilst we say that, they, that, that none of the kids knew what they were doing, Kendall had an absolute shocker. Kendall had an Awful. absolute disastrous episode. He did not help in one way, shape or form. He had like maybe one conversation with Stewie, which was just, hey, bro, you got my back, bro. What did he call himself? This is the real, um, oh, man. This is the real angel, angel investor, or something, or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, he did uh, just, getting on his rainbow soapbox or something. Yeah, and but aside from that, and we can fast forward a bit and kind of dart around. His kind of stage invasion was just a just horrible he, yeah. to watch. It was just so bad. He almost felt like comic relief in this episode because he was like the cousin Greg, like bounding around, like not really doing anything. But I think, yeah, I I struggle. You know, even even having watched it twice, the business the business stuff is quite hard to pass. And I think I think the show does sort of hope that you're not like taking too many notes about you know what percentages and who's on the. the but my understanding was that Kendall needed to try and get Stewie, Sandy, and Sandy to um, not force. He wanted them to reach a deal as well. Yeah, he didn't want them to. He didn't want them to um, be. He wanted them to reach a deal, but not be in charge. Because yeah, because if they did, if they did a vote, they, the, the 
common sense was that they would win now because they've got our guy Adrian Brody from last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kendall knows that all the kids are going to get thrown off the off the top of the skyscraper as soon as the the board take over. Yeah. So he's trying to get Sandy, Sandy, and Stewie to kind of like calm down. But he is flickering between these two parties the whole time. And we constantly see Kendall scuttling around the basement like a little rat, like yeah. never really. And then when he does take the stage, you know, like he did with when he took over Shiv's um, press conference where he, you know, played Nirvana, he tried to do a similar thing and, and Logan's team just cut him off. It didn't work. Yeah. They, they literally gagged him. They silenced him. And his Barry Schneider, his uh, his illustrious publicist was like, there is power in you not, being front and center of this and he couldn't stand couldn't help the himself, idea could he? Yeah. of not being involved in some way but he's just he's such a douchebag i don't really know where it goes from here with him because i'm 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 kind of well, sick of him i'm like yeah he kind of he disappointed me a lot but, but and i felt that the the final moments almost it felt like a bit of a death knoll for him as well where where you know logan even though he was like hours you know, what seemingly about half an hour after a, a major episode of, of, of UTI-induced uh, hysteria, still had the kind of like um, bitterness in him to to tell Kendall that he wanted to speak to him, send him down into like the tiniest, horriblest little cellar room, and then just not just leave him there. That was just like such a bitchy, amazing thing to so do. So good, and then I loved that. Yeah, and then that. just to. Um, and then to like permanently block him on his phone as well was just, it was just beautiful. But Ken, and you know, Jeremy Strong's acting, you know, his, he, he acts with his face so, so well, you know, mm. when, okay, okay, okay. He, he processes it all the time when he gets some like bad news or, or someone's done something really shitty to him or it's not gone as planned. It's just like, okay, 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 okay. It's like, and that's what he did in the, in the, uh, in that cellar was just like, oh, it, it was just, it was delicious to watch. I also thought the big Kendall moment I loved was, I mean, the the whole the whole cast were almost here, like yeah. in yeah, that that's conference right. they were, when, they? when Logan was unwell. Disappointed there's no Willa because I want to know what's going on with the play, but I presume she's coming back in force. But what I thought was interesting is when it was clear Logan was ill, Roman suddenly none of this deal mattered. He was he genuinely was daddy's boy. quite yeah. concerned about his dad. Hmm. Shiv was like, can we like speed up can you put some blood in him can you and roman even says to her like you sound like you're trying to jump start him he's not a pickup truck like yeah. and the doctor says he's not a, like a super noodles or instant that noodles was, or not, instant, not packing instant noodles yeah and when kendall goes in and sees what's going on he shouts at them and he says you are ruining all my hard work jerry rolls her eyes so so much i thought they were going to fall out kendall's not even upset that his dad is seriously ill no. and I think it's just really, really, I thought it was interesting seeing the kids kind of responding to that. Uh, yeah. Kendall, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the pitch is. I think this feels like this episode wrapped up a lot of his versus Logan thing. I think Logan kind of won because he held, held off this revolt. Which he wouldn't have done without Shiv and Roman either. Um, and, no. and, you know, we said at the beginning, neither of them knew what to do, but actually both of them came out of it with their shit smelling a little bit more like roses than they did before. Yeah. I thought, you know, Shiva's had a floppy season. Like she's not been on a, her like girl boss smashing it streak that she was on earlier in the show, but at least she went out and did something. At least yeah. she came up with something and she appealed to Sandy junior by being like, look, I've got this father as well. These two men are, they're, they're, the negotiations are just based it. on yeah. spite. Yeah. yeah. It's spiteful. It's, it's not, 
a business that, that, you know, the thing about like, you must, you can't fly with private jets. I mean, that is just petty. Yeah. But it's, you know, and I thought it was interesting that she sort of went to, to Sandy Jr. and said like, let's help each other out here. And, and she made something happen. I don't think um, anyone else there, I think even Roman, I think would have been so scared to do something wrong that he would have walked away. The president, the raisin, is no longer running in the next campaign because of the neurological issues that have been highlighted by uh, media sites like uh, ATN and Waystar. He's now, so, and he's almost the spiteful president has kind of said, yeah, how do you like these apples? I'm not running now. Good luck with uh, getting the same kind of access. Now, the only person, the only, I mean, Roman did well just to speak to him. I think that's what he was being congratulated for. But the actual implications of that, I think, are what's going to lead us on to seasons four and five. Mm. I genuinely now do believe, you know, and and now is perhaps the right time to talk about Connor in this episode, because he had a bit of a a good episode, I think Connor did, Um, is that the president's not running in four years They've been told that they are no longer going to get the access that they once had in the White House. What does a man like Logan Roy do? How do I get someone I can manipulate into the White House? Hello, Connor Roy. Oh, you think, uh, oh, I see. I see. Yes, I yes, think, yes, yes. I think now the cogs are going to start whirring in Logan's head and he's going to be like, you know what? Let's put this dipshit in the White House because then to all intents and purposes, Logan will be the president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least I think having a son who is, uh, they, yeah. I mean, I, I question whether Connor could succeed even with all the money that the family have, but having a, having a, are you saying, are you saying someone rich and thick can't end up as president of the United States? I'm going to take a task on that. (laughs) If, if a dumb dumb like me can end up as president, that's when I know the system's truly broken, (laughs) but until then, but no, I think, yeah, I, I think I, to your point, that would be really interesting. I think Logan, when he finds out that the reason is going, is going to be fuming. I got the. I, am I right in thinking he didn't find out this episode? I don't think so. But Connor had. He's just not taking any shit anymore. No, I think yeah. the, the the turning point actually, because in the second episode, I thought he was quite civil. I think once Shiv got made president, that's when he seems to have completely yeah. soured. And I do. I, I, I'm obsessed with Connor. I think he's hilarious. I think if they're building up to a season four where there's a little bit more to him, I would love that because I felt like last season they were hinting at Roman having a lot to do this season. And I know that Jesse Armstrong has said like, we're not doing it like that, but we are getting to understand them more and more. Yeah. Uh, Roman, the star of the show was like Peter Dinklage in Thrones, like make just, just crude, always like shagging prostitutes, like just being like yeah. a bit crass. And he has changed a lot, but I think to your point, Connor had a good episode in that he, I mean, he got what he wanted essentially, didn't mm. he? He, he? Did he? Yeah. Is he going to end up with cable, with European cable? I just find the idea that him getting in there would be like so hard to believe. But what I would, what I could see. It happens and in real life. I know. James but- Murdoch got given Sky after running a record label into the ground. That was, that was his, that was his, that was his schooling. It really is like, it Does is, he own, they don't own a cast, so do they? That's no, fine. <laughs> I thought Connor, if he wanted to be a politician, and I think this is one of those things that would be impossible to do on the show, but he would be on TikTok now doing monologues, 
and he would be like like quasi iconic on social yeah. media no that's true yeah he would and like a sort of conservative like a sort of really and then he would have like forty thousand followers which isn't that much on tiktok but it would be enough for him to get this kind of sense of momentum we're gonna be back right after this There was so much going on. I think we need to take a breath and take a step back and just kind of like applaud the amazing episode uh, that we had from Frank and Carl uh, and Jerry to an extent. The, the and kind Hugo. of and Hugo, the kind of the the satellite uh, players in this had an astounding kind of episode. Just. Frank's face as they were all, you know, kept cutting away to the shareholders meeting and the, the kind of just everything that they were saying was just like everything that we've all heard at these kind of press conferences before, but just meant absolutely nothing. And Frank being kind of, um, just hung out to dry and just left. How long was he talking for up oh there God, no. with that autocue? It made me feel sick just thinking about him having to stand there and talk about cruises for like an hour and a half. It was awful. Um, his face when he got on stage and the teleprompter was set up for Jerry, he's, he, you just, he just freezes and you're like, you know, what I love about that tier of the, the company is their battles are so petty yeah. It's not about flying in the private. It's like, who's fucked the teleprompter or like who, you know, when um, I, I do always get Frank, I think so Carl comes to, he's going to get Carl to come and take over. And yeah, he yeah. Kind of, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And he walks away. And then, <laughs> and, and then, but then it steams in to take the glory at the end. Yeah. Their pettiness. It's just so, so refreshing. And so like, yeah, kind of like a fly, it is like a documentary sometimes that like you're watching W1A or like yeah. the, the power plays. And I think again, like they're not, none of them are very good at their job. They've just stuck around long enough. And every time they get hit on the nose of the newspaper, they come straight back. I mean, yeah. didn't two of them get fired on the yacht in the season two finale? And like, I think that, I mean, Frank's still- been fired more times than I have. And he, <laughs> I mean, he's just like constantly. But just- then what I loved is when Jerry took the stage, the teleprompter was set up like, I'll keep this brief. And she knew that she couldn't do that. And she just spun this corporate spiel. And I was like, that is not the first time that she's been thrown in at the deep end. And she did sort of smash it. I thought, I thought Jerry was great this episode. Um, And it's just, there's such a a brilliant cast of people. And I think, you notice we saw, uh, oh my God, what's the name of the security guard? Colin. Uh, Colin. That was him getting the chair, the cat under the, out from under the chair. There's, a, I mean, the, where do you even, I, who in the writer's room was just like, I know, he's imagined that there's a cat under a chair and Colin has to get yeah. it out with a paper bag. Did, was just, it's just inspired. They re, they do this thing. I read this thing in one of the, the New Yorker or the New York Times pieces on Jesse Armstrong that the writer's room always, the first thing they do in the morning is talk about what they did last night. So what they ate, what they watched. And apparently that is where they get all of this like how do they come up with that kind of dialogue and i just uh, know okay. i just know that somebody on the cast would have been like my my partner's father's got dementia and th- he thinks there's a cat under the chair and you just go that is so specific that yeah. it has to go in we'll like it just yeah, feels yeah. so yeah and i didn't i didn't know uh having never had a uti or dementia i didn't know that it could kind of cause dementia to flare up late in life and it's just 
it's yeah, so it clever a- that rather than have him be like terminally ill, they have something kind of innocuous just kind of have it eaten away at him. Also, they they were taking the piss out of uh, Sandy at the beginning for having syphilis and and it rotting his brain, and then literally in, in within the next ten minutes, we had exactly the same thing happen to. Um, yeah, it is really clever, and and like the way that they had, I mean, a UTI, Shiv was like, why didn't we know about this? And his assistant said, well, he explicitly didn't want you to know. And I thought, yeah, it's so interesting that there really is no structure under Logan. There's just nothing. But no. also thought it was interesting that um, A, Marsha wasn't there, but that she was referenced. Logan thought someone there. Uh, thought Shiv, Shiv was Marsha. He kept Marcia. just like, yeah, that was when Shiv realised that it was all, it had all gone a bit wrong because he could, he just kept calling her Marsha. It was yeah, it was it was really good acting from from Brian Cox as well. Not that we should be surprised at all that. No. Um, a couple of a uh, couple of notes. The rabbit should never have had that. <laughs> should never have had the bagel. Should the never rabbit have that had is the being bagel. treated by a human doctor. <laughs> I've left this bit till last because it was the one that was really strange mm-hmm. was, and it, it was a bit of a curveball for me and left me kind of really wondering what was going on there was the conversation between Tom and Schiff. Like, so, the, so immediately post, right. so immediately post um, kind of deal being done, Tom gets the horn and he's kind of like, oh, oh, I'm going to fuck my wife. Yeah, yeah. There's the great line from, it's like, should we get a hotel room? It's like, I'm pretty sure there's rooms at our apartment that we've never even walked in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then it just immediately kind of turned on a sixpence into this argument slash, well, something weird about Tom trying to get Shiv pregnant. Have I missed, now have I missed any reference, any references to this before? I don't, I couldn't think of any specific references to them talking about starting a family. I think they have made one or two comments, but I, one thing I noticed just to take that back a step is that this episode clearly took place a little bit later than um, the last episode where Logan had his incident because they started putting the pressure on the the raisin last episode and it has got so bad that he's not even going to run. So I think the change in time has, has, you know, we're not always, I think sometimes in previous seasons and not so much this season, but previous seasons, you really do get dropped into a conversation and you're like, oh, wait, what's going on with this? I've forgotten yeah. about this. And this felt like that for me. That, um, but they've been talking the about scenes- this, but they've been talking about this, sh- the shareholders meeting was, was first referenced oh, yeah. at the season finale of season two. Yeah. So it's, it's been, this has been like, the, almost like the MacGuffin for quite a long time, but yeah, I suspect what, maybe a couple of months but yeah, then, I thought maybe definitely a few weeks, yeah, a few weeks and maybe, maybe six to eight weeks or yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, something like that, that makes sense. But what did you make of that that exchange between the pair of them? It kind of felt, um, it felt really out of character for both of them. I thought it was quite weird. Um, I assume most men do not follow their wives' menstrual cycles. No. Uh, if anyone does who is listening, please let us know. <laughs> if anyone does this but listening, I, I what is weird. wrong I thought with also you? Tom is such a softy that I imagine he thought this was a really cute way to be like a good well, hang, didn't he's got hey, yes you're right didn't he proposed to Shiv when did he propose to Shiv or he proposed in, in season one in season one but at a really ridiculous moment because 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 Shiv said what are you doing this now 
Do you remember? Yeah, I think it was really early. It was, it was I, almost I when thought, it was almost when I think it might have been in the hospital when Logan had collapsed. Yeah, and, or I and, thought it was maybe when they got back to their flat from the hospital. I got the impression, I or maybe even at Logan's house or something, and it was just like you've not read the room at all. But I think the broader thing about what is going on with those two is, I think Tom's descent into madness with the impending prison threat yeah. is just driving him kind of a little bit loopy i think because we saw him being so level-headed elsewhere in the episode like i thought he was actually it was so sweet when he called logan papa well it's because yeah pop because because logan had called him son right he, he turned around and like really tenderly tenderly said thank you son and like tom was just like oh my god tom hap- took it's, that it's, tom it's, said yes i will happened. take that thank yeah. you <laughs> telling my therapist about that next week i yeah. think i think with i think the show is just trying to show us how tom wants shift to have a child uh, so when he goes to prison because he thinks it's inevitable and obviously like i mean he should know his wife well enough at this point that you know when she's just gone and been a really been a really powerful sort of ceo sort of person she doesn't want to be the wife and the mum in that yeah. moment she wants to go and be like the daughter to to her father she wants to get pat on the back and i just you know you could see it coming a mile off i was like you are this isn't going to go the way you want it to pal but i do think the show i think now that we've kind of got the, the hostile takeover dealt with i think tom and greg's sort of legal um strifes might kind of be a bit more of a focus and i do think the thing that is going to get tom to swap sides is the idea that he's going to go to prison um so i think it's kind of to do with that but i thought it was just so weird and like him saying we've only got six more ovulation cycles before I might go to jail. Like <laughs> that is not the that is not the move you think it is, my friend. Well, that, that's okay. So there's the there's the there's the cornerstone for working out the length of time. So he's saying he's got six months before anything happens. So trial um, or, or something. Like neatly segues. You mentioned Greg there, and and Greg had a, a very serious episode for Greg. He very much, I think, became a bit of a man in this episode. There was the incredible like really good exchange between him and Ewan where actually for the I think for the first time ever in succession someone spoke to Greg actually just to him without treating it without patronizing him without having ulterior motives or barking orders at him Ewan turned around to him and said um you need to take yourself seriously kid and that really, really, you could see it went straight to the soul of, of Greg the Egg. Yeah, it's hard because I think the Greg thing, I loved last episode where he decided, like, if I'm going to be part of this system, I'm going to I'm going to tell you what I want. And I thought that was really refreshing. Uh, but I think the show does let him move one step forward and, like, 8,000 steps back. And I do think watching him just get, like, shat on, <laughs> for lack of a better term, you do. I do find myself being like, oh, I feel like I've just seen this before. And with his father, with his grandfather, sorry, um, saying like, I will cut you off. Part of me is like, I will believe it when I see it because you have been threatening this for a while. But yeah, it is, I I want him to kind of do something. And I also thought, you know, the start of the episode, he gets fired by Kendall. Essentially he gets, Kendall says like, I might might burn you, which is, which is what just, which is, which, what did he mean by that exactly? That was him kind of saying, Greg gave me the papers. Is that, is that what he's saying? Yeah, that Greg broke the law in acquiring the papers and I had no I didn't tell him to do that. That was what I but but listen, like this Kendall thing is one of the unless there are layers to it that I'm not reading. Like 
he is alienating everybody. He's not trying to cooperate with ev- anyone. And he's got this one guy. I mean, Greg is obviously like flying the coop to go and work in the theme park, but threatening him with legal action. I mean, it does feel like I can't quite see what Ken's strategy is. Yeah. Um, because also like he might have to testify in court and this is where Kendall, I mean, there's going to be some legal stuff coming up and he does have, you know, the whole manslaughter or you know, death by neglect or whatever he's going to get yeah, charged. Yeah, you know, this, yeah. I'm like, you, you need to get people on your side here and you need to get no one's loyal to you because you keep, you know, getting rid of people, you keep arguing with the family and stuff. But yeah, the Greg thing, I, I don't know where it goes. Like I, I don't, it's, I don't know what his, um, how it's going to factor in. I think I said last week, I could see him just nestling away in his little division, building a little bit of power and being an important ally for someone later on. Now I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah. He's going to sue Greenpeace. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what next? Does it save the children? Yeah. Yeah. Gonna- <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm intrigued to see where that goes, but it is, he couldn't even yeah. couldn't even get the girl to fancy him, could he? She was just like, yeah, oh, I'm right yeah. here just doing my job. It's just, oh, and I thought it was awkward when he said bye-bye to her uh, and she just didn't respond. <laughs> the DUJ thing has got to be the next sort of obstacle for the, the show. Yeah. Um, and, the you know, again, like they've been, people have been scared about going to prison for a long time. It might be that this is where things start to really heat up. I mean... Kendall's lawyer, who is, she was... She was like, nowhere. She, where is she? Right, Le- where Lisa. is she? And I, I kind of think that she's played by uh, Shana Lathan, who is like an amazing actress. I think she's in like The Good Wife or The Good Fight. And it, you, know, you don't bring someone like that in for her not to, not to be like doing more. Um, maybe it's maybe it is a bit like Thrones though, because Thrones used to do that, where they, they'd almost introduce characters a season before they... Mm. They they did that's their, true. That is their, true. Their that big stuff. You'd kind of see them as season Soprano started that off. You'd have you'd have like characters that were like a season regular where they'd be like mm. two or three times and then they would be brought in. Like I think um yeah, without uh going too much into the trailer, I think the political space does seem to be important, uh more important than perhaps I realized but okay. also i did read recently uh, i think it was maybe on the ringer that the fine that the final episode is like an on location it's in in italy and in fact i know that because the new york magazine cover story about succession for the uh, that they put out a couple of months ago was they went on they went on set in Italy. So there's yes, that be was some... right. Yeah. And the big, there was a big like summit similar to the yacht. There's some like yeah. really hot kind of like a uh, big banquet kind of thing. I so read we've that. got some like big showstopper kind of thing happening. I don't know what it is. I mean, they, they don't need an excuse, do they? Most episodes last season were on some ludicrous location, but yeah, yeah I, I, I can't quite see where, where the sort of propulsion is. It's got to be jail. It's got to be Tom and Shiv kind of, do you remember a couple of weeks ago though i was like what if there's a pregnancy yeah you did oh you little cheeky monkey tv writing 101 isn't it that you you like i don't know it's the raymond chandler man walks into a room with a gun write about it kind of thing right. it? <laughs> yeah and also i do think i know logan kind of really snapped at shiv um at the end of oh, the episode it's a great line will you stop buzzing in my fucking ear yeah, <laughs> yeah. great line but I, you know, she did a good job and I thought someone had to take a bit of charge. She had the ingenuity that like, look, we're both the, the daughters of, of fathers here. Let's, you know, sort that out. But I do, I could see her kind of getting better only for Tom 
to leave her or Tom to go to jail or for her. I mean, it would kind of be amazing if she climbs away to the top, gets a dad's respect, and then she's pregnant and she has to like go and have a baby. Uh, Chris, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I cannot wait for episode six. Let us know what you're thinking, uh, listeners. Uh, Get in touch at previously on pod or at Chris underscore Mandel or at Jamie East on the Twitter or just tweet at Grace Dent and just tell her how great this episode was in particular. Um, We hopefully Touchwood will be back as a a threesome next week. Uh, Until then, fun chance, Franco. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.